Lefondre looking to get close side of Vaughn. Lefondre away from David. 3-1 Reading. Three points Reading. Hello and welcome to the Elmpar Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. And yes, you can tell in the tone of my voice, it is going to be an upbeat one. A five-star role performance. We are... Did we thump Carlisle? Is five a thumping? I'm not sure, but it was a good result anyway. It's the first time since September 2015 with a 5-1 victory. We've put five goals past anyone at home. That's quite a long time, isn't it? Eight years. But to help me talk through last night's uh, big win, I've been joined by Hugh. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah definitely enjoyed last night. Um, rare to see Reading score so many goals, so... Feeling, feeling upbeat for once. Yeah, definitely. Why not? It's a rare thing, isn't it? So let's, let's ride this wave until it comes crashing down again. Mm. <laughs> let's hope it doesn't for a while. I've also been joined by Matt Landley. Good afternoon. You've not gone for the Everson celebration tactic, I see, of getting absolutely plastered and doing the podcast the next day very hungover, I see. In my current state with my medication levels, that would be uh, bordering on insane. Not uh, So I will not be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So let's get into the game then. There's only one change that we made last night. Makari coming in for Ballard. He uh, suffered a horrendous injury. Uh, snap patella tendon, which is just sounds horrible, Matt. I mean, that is not an injury you want for anyone. No, and I mean, it's never a nice time. Well, it's never a good time to have an injury, is it? But at 18, just starting to kind of flex his muscles as well. You know, we're kind of seeing what he, what he's about. I think, was he on four or five in, in, I think it was the 12 games he played? You know, him and Smith was really starting to link up. It's just gutting for him, um, you know, and it's, it's a shame really because, you know, I, I think we were seeing a really, really good player there. Um, you know, and it's kind of a bit of a shame we're not going to see him for the rest of the season now, but all the best to him. You know, I think I think every Reading fan will wish him the best with his recovery and, you know, hopefully um, the Saints medical staff along with the Reading staff can kind of get him back to back to fitness and hopefully he can kind of kick on with his career because it's, um, yeah, the patella tendon, I mean, there's never a nice knee tendon to do, whether it's ACL, MCL, patella tendon, they're all horrid. So, um, yeah, all, all the best to uh, to uh, Ballard on his recovery. Yeah, totally. Hopefully he's up and uh, well, he's probably going to be a long layoff, isn't it? It's probably going to be this time next year until he's probably properly fit. And let's hope he is, um, because you don't want to see a young player's career really affected in that way when he's never really actually got into a professional career yet as he is. So let's move on to the match. Well, it was a pretty low quality affair, wasn't it, Hugh, until the 26th minute when it was actually quite low quality again, wasn't it, from Carlisle. It was a, a lovely finish, but unfortunately for them at the wrong end. But good play from Dorset to get the cross in as well, who I think has been particularly impressive at left back. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of the games this season are going to be low quality, I think. <laughs> I think it's just what League One standard is. And I feel like it's it's one of those where we've lost so many games this season where we've looked at it and gone, oh, if we'd had the rub of the green. And last night we just, we did. And we saw that actually you can kind of win and win big at this level without 
having to do much because a lot of reaction I saw online yesterday was fans saying, well, we weren't actually that special. And yeah, I mean, it was a it was a moment of brilliance from Makairu to play the back heel. But at the same time, I was, I was watching on, on iFollow and it felt like about three seconds before he played for back heel. You knew it was coming and yet they still allowed it to happen. Nearly went out for a goal kick anyway. He kind of put a bit too much on it. And then any keeper worth their salt there for Carlisle gives the defender the shout because he completely had it covered. He was right behind the defender who gets the touch on it, puts it into his own net. Um, I quite liked hearing Dorset say in his interview afterwards that he just stuck it in there, hoped for the best, and next thing he knew, because he'd fallen over as he crossed it, everyone was sprinting over to him. Yeah, no, it's, you do need that little bit of luck, though. And as much as like people are say it's hard work and quality, sometimes a little bit of luck like that can turn a whole season because you get that belief. But being typical Reading FC, uh, we don't do it the easy way, Matt. Let's let in an equaliser after only three minutes from Plange. What was David Button doing here? I mean, he's a goalie. He's allowed to come off his line. There are no rules against this, David. You can mm option if you'd like to but clearly you're not a fan of it are you no and um sadly there's no jest today um on the podcast so um david button has got the lovely critique of myself um to to deal with uh, i mean you know jess mentioned it on the previous podcast about how it's getting quite frustrating seeing his seeming inability to kind of come off his line and kind of control his box the the second goal last night was probably the worst I think we've seen because I've I, you'll struggle to see a keeper that's more rooted to his line than David Button was for for that equaliser yesterday. Um, you know you, you you can look at you know stopping the cross and saying you know Dorset get closer and then potentially you know Abby and Binden but I mean Abby and Binden you can tell by their reaction the way they're playing. They're expecting Button to come out and catch it. And probably so they should, because, I mean, Plange taps in from about four yards. I mean, if you're a goalkeeper and not coming for the ball four yards out from the goal, you might as well not be there, because once once the player gets anything on that ball, you've got no chance unless, you know, by some sheer amount of luck, you're in the right place at the right time. But it's just so frustrating to watch. And... It's becoming a bit of a problem, the conceding straight after scoring. You know, we've now done that three consecutive league games in a row. Um, and and there's been a few other times in the season as well, you know, where, 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 it, where it's happened. Um, I guess the good, the good part of, or the flip side to it, is that previously we've kind of been shaken and kind of not quite kicked on. But the last couple of games, we've conceded straight after scoring, but then we've gone up the other end, Paul, and scored again. And, you know, scored a, a really nice goal, really, from Femi Aziz down. Femi Aziz worked down the right-hand side, really. Yeah, no, totally. Um, first of his two assists, uh, Nibs, you know, gets the ideal poacher's goal there, Hugh, doesn't he? I mean... Those are the really horrible ones that you need as a striker to get you up to that 15, 16 goals, which, you know, 
maybe Nibs can get to. Maybe I've gone a little bit high there, but it's not impossible, is it? I mean, it doesn't matter. Is it gone? Yeah, I mean, it's just a case of being in the right place at the right time. I mean, I'd, I was going to say, if I hadn't been on today, I would have sent this in as a question, can you think of a worse goal that's been scored at the Medeski Stadium? Because... Oh, on, but there's going to be some good contenders here. Oh, there's all oh, there's don't I want to pull out the whole podcast on that. Yeah, my best one is Burton Albion at home for 500 Madeus. Oh, but if anyone's listening yeah. and wants to kind of like comment underneath about their favorite worst goal ever scored, at you, Madeus, you, you, but... you're bringing Vietnam flashbacks now. You've mentioned that. <laughs> uh, so, so no, back he... to Nibs's goal. I mean, brilliant <laughs> run by Aziz. For, and he's, he's got this in his locker. He's got the ability to beat a man. And I think that's why everyone ends up so frustrated with Aziz. Because we've seen crap players at the Medeski. And I don't think Aziz is a crap player. There's clearly something there. And he again, he just glides past the man in the box. And he puts it in a dangerous area. And then think it ricochets off a Carlisle defender before Nibs is just on his ass and somehow manages to get a toe to the ball to just flick it over the line in kind of comical fashion. Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of, it was weird to watch us concede and then go straight up the other end and, and retake the lead. It was, it felt like what we needed in a game like that because up until their goal as well, Carlisle had created nothing. I think even, I mean, we'll, we'll come on to it in the second half, but other than the one chance that got cleared off the line, Carlisle were, were really poor last night. Yeah, uh, there's no doubt on that. Carlisle were terrible. Um, sorry if you're a Carlisle fan. You probably know this if you're listening. I've no idea what your normal performances are, so we can only judge you on last night, but it was dire. It really was bad. And we weren't fantastic either, but we won 5-1. So we'll take it. But as bad as, not bad, okay. As scruffy as the first goal was from Nibs, I've got to say, Matt, he's taken the second one for him, which puts us 3-1 up really nicely. The the third one, there's so many pleasing elements of this third goal um and not not just the finish i mean it starts it starts really with with the work from makaru down the left hand side using his pace using his bit of flair to kind of round round the round the defender gets into maybe a bit of a tussle that he didn't need to but then i mean nibs the goal scorer comes over presses very smartly you've got a two on one they win the ball back um wing gets the ball in the middle i mean and the play the play from wing it's really quite interesting as well kind of seeing how both Nibs and Wing are kind of taking to this 4-1-2-1-2 that kind of Sellers has switched to since Shrewsbury. They're taking to it really, really well. And both of them, I think, are really quite flourishing now. You saw it, well, we've seen it with Wing for the last few games now, likewise with, with Nibs. Really, Shrewsbury, the only thing he probably did wrong was obviously the the um whatever you want to call what he did for, for for the first goal, letting Shrewsbury back into it. But everything else he's done has been really good. And I mean, the finish, a couple of, couple of uh, little shimmies and Cruyff turns. I think the uh, the Reading SC Twitter, I think, captioned it, the Berkshire Bellingham. Not sure I'd go that far. But, you know, it was, um, it was just a really pleasing goal to watch. Um, you know, and there's something really satisfying as well when... You just see a, a keeper 
completely wrong-footed as well. I mean, the Carlisle goalkeeper, he, he, he falls over like a broomstick in your backyard going going the wrong way. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a fantastic goal all round. Um, and up until that point as well, well, up, up until really 1-1, as you say, it was really quite scrappy. But once we got that second goal, Carlisle defensively just went all over the shop, really. Um, and it's kind of what, what we've said so many times this year. You know, you just kind of, you just need to do the basics right in this division. And then when you've got players like Smith, like Wing, like Nibs, Makaru, Aziz, their quality will shine through, I think, at the end of the day. You don't need a lot of it. Um, and they, they certainly showed it in that first half because it wasn't it wasn't a uh, a half for the purist, but going in at three one was um, was a nice feeling. What were your thoughts on the first half, Hugh? Because you know, if you'd have said to us before the beginning of the match we'd be three one up, you would have said hundred percent. I'll take that, and I, I'm I'm running away rapidly because <laughs> that was ideal <laughs> for us. I mean, as much as people thought we weren't very good we still showed flashes of brilliance like i said with the third goal that was i mean, brilliant from wing as well and i think wings really evolved into this team for me now the two players that we would be screwed if they got injured are wing and smith because they're so integral now to how we're playing and having craig in behind who isn't a walking yellow card like a certain sam hutchinson means that wings got that license just to roam around the pitch and he demands the ball as well what I like to see is no matter which side of the pitch the ball goes over to wing seems to drift over and is always available to play the intricate passes and I I remember seeing kind of like some fans getting carried away early on with how supposedly good our squad is saying oh most of these would get in any team in the division and while I don't think that's true I do think Lewis Wing is a player who walks into any team in this league and probably a fair few championship sides as well. well you look yeah. at you look at Wing's best best spell really though and kind of at, at, at Wickham it was in advanced positions. If you give him the license to kind of control the game, you know what you're going to get out out of him. You're going to get that creativity. You're going to get those forward runs, those late runs to the edge of the box like for his goal that we'll we'll jump onto you know in a minute. But he's got that in his locker. You know, you just had to unlock it. And it's, I guess, the same with Nibs, really. You know, early in the season, it was kind of stuck out on, on the wing in this 4-2-2-2. Um, and I think really, I mean, I think Sellers has had a lot of critics up to this point of the season. Rightly so, I think, in certain areas. But one thing he's actually done really quite well is kind of, I guess, swallow a bit of pride. Managers never like to dip away from their normal you know that that their their normal formation, their favoured for, formation, but he's done that. He's adopted this four one four one, and it's really making you know his players thrive. As he's out on the right on the wing, he's fantastic at that running at defenders, cutting in. Makaru as well now on the left. You'd think he'd be that natural option. Then you know Smith and uh, sorry not not Smith uh, wing and Nibs in the middle. It's a really it's really quite an attractive midfield now. And then like you say, Hugh Craig in behind is that kind of you know, enforcer. It's um, it, it, it's a nice combination. It'll be interesting to see how other teams look to combat that now, and how Sellers adapts. But I mean, it, it's it's got you know six points out of nine so far. So I don't think you could really make too many complaints about that so far. 
from no, where we were. I, I would agree. Uh, big respect to Ruben Sellers because I think at most clubs he would have been sacked by now, you know, without our situation. Um, but he's got us two wins. And I think, oddly, we played better in the Wiccan game than we did last night, even despite the fact that we actually won 5-1. So it's a little bit of a weird one, that, but it doesn't really matter, does it? On Twitter, I asked, or X, whatever you want to call it now, I asked the question, sum up your mood about Reading FC right now. So I'm going to go to you, Hugh. I'm going to give you like five seconds to think about this. If you could sum up your mood, just one word, please. Um, optimistic, but can I caveat with oh, slightly see, more? That, I knew, I knew there'd be more. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't, we're still 23rd. Like there's, there's got to be that element of realism. Yeah, I get we, it. It's we're still yeah. 23rd. So optimistic. We're a podcast. But, you know, there should be audience. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> we can break the rules. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, what are you going to say then? Yeah, I think I'm going to have to break the rules as well. I'm just cautiously optimistic. I think you know it's 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 just as I said though at the end of at the end of the last podcast at Wickham, it's just like whenever whenever Wickham kind of gave that little bit of optimism that if if we can get a win against Carlisle, we might have half the gap to to the uh, to to safety. And yeah, there's positive signs. I mean, you know, we had the positive signs earlier in the season we then just went on that run of not winning games like last night or like Wickham where the other team was really dreadful, but they've somehow scrapped a couple of goals and we've not done the basics, you know, we've done the basics, right. Scoring goals as well. Um, you know, so, but I think the, the, the second half I think was, was, was the pleasing part, seeing the resilience at the start of it, some of, some of the blocks and then um, ultimately, you know, the, the two goals to finish it off. That 100% was more than one word. <laughs> that was, uh... It was quite a few apologies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was definitely definitely more than one. I only go for content, because I think this is what we should be doing, and I don't feel like we're massively overachieving with what we've got now. I don't suspect us to win every game. That will definitely not happen. But I'm not going to be wildly optimistic, because I don't know how sustainable it is. But that doesn't matter right now. Let's enjoy where we are. I've had such a rough time with this. So some people have sent in their one-word answers for this. Alex, optimistic. I love to hear that. Caroline Parker, finally. That's got a bit of an edge straight, Caroline. You know that, don't you? Ros Gray, hopeful. That thing, he's, he's not having it. Consolation. Yeah, so that's that. Oh, what about this one from uh, Cars about ruddy time? All put into one. So I got respect for that. Matty Adams were chuffed. Improving for Matty Lovegrove. Relieved. Yeah, relieved is a good one, Cameron. That is, a, yeah. And Alistair would encourage. Oh. But if, if I can make a point on the optimistic, it's because, for me, it's like Carlisle, as awful as they were last night, they were not any worse than Northampton, Leighton Orient, um, Cambridge, who else was it? Fleetwood, Fleetwood. Burton Albion. Yeah. All these teams. So if we can convert these kind of games into wins, we will get enough points to stay up because there are enough teams in this division who are just bad at football. Like it's just well, well, I, I if, if, yeah. if I if I just chuck something in there for you, I mean, in in the bottom half, you've got one, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams in the bottom half 
who are scoring less than one goal a game. You've got Cheltenham, who scored 10 and 18. Carlisle, 15 and 19. Exeter, 12 in 18. Port Vale and Cambridge, both with 14. Burton was 16 and 19. Um, Shrewsbury in 12th with 12 goals in 20 games. You know, that, that, that shows you really the quality that's down there. You know, and you know, with, with, with respect, you know, we've got we've got twenty two goals. You've got to go up to Wickham in fifteenth for a team that scored more um, than us. You know, um, and then Wigan above them, but they've obviously had their eight point deduction. Like as as we've said so many times, that there, there's not a lot of quality. But the problem for Reading has been at the other end of the pitch. You know, in the defensive areas, not doing the basics right. You know, and we've got the second worst defense in the league because of it do those basics yeah. right score a few goals you're gonna you're gonna pick up points against the port vales the cambridges you know to be fair when you look at port vale lost one nil cambridge lost one nil you know x to two one but you know they've not really scored many goals since then you know it's these it's those games really that that will be kind of the key to key to survival and i think you know there's as long as we can we can just kind of kick on and use you know wickham and last night against uh, Carlisle as kind of confidence builders that like you're better than these guys. You know, mm. you might not have had the rub of the green earlier in the season, but just do the basics and the quality will shine through in most of the games. Definitely. So let's get back into the actual match from last night. Second half starts. You're expecting Carlisle to come out a little bit, you know, trying to get back into the game. They're 3-1 down. They definitely have a, a really good chance from a corner. A good clearance there from Dorset, though, keeps concentration to you because if that goes in, it's going to be absolute carnage of nerves, isn't it? I, I don't care what anyone says. That would have been horrible. Yeah, and it's what we've seen earlier in the season. So Dorset does brilliantly to block it on the line, but then not just that, he charges down the follow-up shot. I'm pretty sure it was him who then gets the block on the shot they had from the edge of the box. And yeah, it was a, it was a nervy start. You could tell the... The Carlisle manager has clearly said, look, just get one, given the amount of goals we concede, get an early one and we'll we'll go from there. I feel like, because we've even seen it with Reading in, in previous seasons where we've gone into a game 1-0 down at half-time, you come out quickly in the second half and if you don't score in that period, the game then fizzles a bit and I feel like by about 55, 60 minutes, the game had just fizzled out a bit after, after their kind of quick flurry of chances but yeah brilliant brilliant from Dorset and I think good to mention his performance because in a in a 5-1 some people can go under the radar and, and we forget Dorset's probably started the season well not even as as a choice left back but um probably started the season as what fifth or sixth choice centre back and now he's first choice left back so no he's, he's done brilliantly in that role as well is he is he probably both for your first choice left backs now do you think Definitely for me, yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. when T Mac comes back, I yeah, because he he can really ping a ball about the pitch, McIntyre, and I think he offers the same probably defensively as Dorset does, but with a with a little more experience. Yeah, I still find it incredible. Yeah, I'd have um, uh, Dorset there. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree on T Mac though. I I find it incredible that imagine if we'd have been saying that at this point last year. It's a lower league, though. Come on, it's a lower league. Move on, move on. Massive props to Dorset, though, coming in and kind of performing how he's how he has. It's he's uh, he's kind of 
he's he's grabbed the opportunity. I'm sure there'll probably be a few mistakes that will kind of creep in. You know, we've kind of seen it with Abby and um, Binden at times at the back. You're going to get that with young players. But as we've kind of said through the season, hopefully we'll kind of just take this opportunity to grow and take all those, you know, mistakes that will probably happen at some point and learn from them because um yeah he's 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 got some talent there so and the fact he's willing to get forward and put in balls like he did in the first half you know he's he's got he's i think he's got got the tools that he needs to be be left back there so yeah yeah let's hope so well the game kind of like drifts a bit until the 78th minute until lewis wing decides no i'm going to show you what i can do I'm going to pin one in from 25 yards. Another assist there from Femi. I mean, well done to Femi, but I've got to say most of that was down to Hugh. I mean, wasn't it? Femi gets his moment a little bit later, but it was all about Lewis Wing, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it reminds me, someone once mocked it up with um, Kermican scored a daisy cutter at Bristol City where Vandenberg laid it off about four yards to him. And it's, it's exactly the same with Aziz here. It's just the... A little pass back, but my God, can Wing hit it? And I think we all watched the compilation videos when we signed him from Wickham, and he'd scored 10 goals from attacking midfield last season. So it, we were kind of wondering when would we see some of these strikes. And, and recently, I think he's got, what, three goals in the last few games? So it's it's good to see a midfielder getting involved. Probably the first one we've had since, since John Swift left. And... Yeah, he, he strikes it brilliantly. Keeper's got no chance. And hopefully um, he can just continue and get a few more of those before the end of the season because he's going to be a key player. Yeah, I mean, the experience in the team now that we've got is is the key elements, isn't it? Because we had such a young team playing at the start of the season. Now we've got them in there. It just helps out a little bit. Well, more than a little bit, massively. But the moment of the match, I would say, was yet to come. Femi Aziz is through one-on-one. -on -one. He could have passed the ball here to Sam Smith, but I'm so glad he didn't because he puts it in the back of the net to make it 5-1 and the sheer relief. I don't know, excitement, a combination of all different emotions in his body. You could see from his celebration, man. I'm really glad he's now got that off his back because he gives everything in games. His decision-making is not the best sometimes, let's be frank, but he's now got his goal. He has. Um, and I guess one thing we probably didn't mention earlier in the podcast was obviously the the, the chance he had early in the game, which he... It was Let's just... Let's gloss over that. Let's gloss over that. We, Come we, on. We, 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 <laughs> we can gloss over it, but kind of, you know, at the time you, you were just thinking anyone on the pitch but, but, but Femi in that position. But... As we've said so many times, he he has this uncanny ability of being in the right place so many times, and but being in the wrong place because it's almost not him you want there. Um, but it's so glad for him to you know get the goal because you know he got a couple of assists um, against Wickham. I I'm not sure Wickham was probably his best game, but he but he got the two assists and they were really smart assists. You know, especially the, you know you know the second one he got it was a really smart pass you know, across to wing. Um, but yesterday, barring his, his, uh, his, his, his miss early in the game, it was probably one of his strongest games. And it's easy to say that, I guess, you know, what once he scored, but, you know, just the directness that he had out on the wing. And 
we we we've seen it at times as well. You know, um, uh, a bit of the game against against Wickham as well. He's got the confidence to run at the defender. Um, he's got some pace on him. If he can do that and put in some good balls like he has done, you know, there's a threat there. Um, but um, but yeah, super happy for him. And um, there, there, there's there's a really there's a really nice little clip on Reading socials about um, after after the game where he he just walks past the camera and he just says, "I can't stop smiling." I mean, he 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 does deserve it, you know. Whether you like him or you don't like him, you know, you think he should be in the team or you you don't think he should be in the team. He's he's kept plugging away. Sellers has stuck by him as well, and he's got his reward at the end of the day, you know. And hopefully, I know we say this about him probably far too much, but come on, Femi, let's let's kick on now and let's let's see a bit more consistency and you know decision making like last night. His consistency on assists though is pretty good. He's fifth in the league. Five assists, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, that's okay. I'm not quite sure how many it is, to be honest. I'm not going to claim that one. But um, uh, he, he's doing okay. I mean, you know, we're not like two games into the season. Mm-hmm. We're a few in now. We're not quite halfway, but that's something he's been okay at. So, Hugh, summing up your mood there to finish off this podcast, how are you feeling about the game and then what's coming up do you feel like well maybe we're turning the corner or are we peaking a little bit too soon there no you can you can never peak too soon but um i i hope we've turned the corner we got two tougher games in the league coming up though because obviously we've got the cup uh this weekend and then in in the midweek we've got the um bristol street motors cup game against charlton but after that, we're Barnsley at home and then um, the big one, Oxford, at home. And those are two teams in the top seven. So we really, that'll be a kind of tougher test to see how this new kind of 4 1 4 1 system fares against a, a better side. So I'll be interested to see in those games if we can carry some momentum, hopefully from the Cups as well. Be always nice to be in the. Uh, third round draw so fingers crossed we can take this momentum too easily on on sunday as well yeah definitely i'm gonna wrap that up there because matt will give you a lot of his thoughts on the preview and to be quite frank i need to go out somewhere else so thanks a lot for listening really appreciate it if you've enjoyed it give us a five-star review on apple or spotify up the fucking date